Hi, and welcome to my podcast. I'm your host, Kareen Powell. I'm an intuitive guide and the owner of Change Radically. My intention, both here and in private sessions, is to come alongside you in a way that feels safe and empowering. So many of us are experiencing similar things and feeling common emotions, but we won't know that unless we talk about it. You aren't supposed to have to go it alone. I specialize in helping people pleasers change patterns and create a life they feel good about. Life should not be consumed by doing things you feel obligated to do. Do you want to feel a lot less frustrated? Then stop living in a way that benefits everyone else at your expense. Empowered to Thrive is a place of safety. Conversations focus on topics that impact our mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Parenting comes up too, because I'm a mom to four kids, and it's natural for me to talk about the impact that has on life. Bottom line, you're always welcome here, no matter what type of day you're having. Your friends and their friends are welcome too. Please share the podcast. Let's create a place of community and connection that is saturated by authenticity and transparency. I'll start. Now, on to today's episode. Hello again. I'm happy to be with you. And I'm glad you tuned in today. I don't take it lightly. I'm really grateful. We're going to be talking about what are key components to the healing journey. And maybe you're already on the healing journey. Perhaps you're just about to begin it or you're contemplating whether or not you should. Changing the pace of your life and incorporating more sleep and rest in general is super important to your healing. Now, you can start small if you currently live your life go, 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 maybe not getting much sleep at all, definitely not feeling comfortable with naps and relaxing during the day. Sometimes we have these underlying beliefs that it's okay to relax in the evening, it's okay to watch a show in the evening, but that's not okay during the day. And it's good to get curious about those reasons, the way we think and the beliefs underneath them. It might be because of what was modeled to you and how your parental figures and caregivers thought. Or it could be for totally other reasons. But practicing a slower pace is important. So you can start anywhere. That might mean you eliminate one activity from your weekend. So there's one less thing that you're doing on the weekend. Or you eliminate something from your week. Maybe it's going to look like starting to get 15 minutes more of sleep each night. And then once you've been doing that for a couple weeks, adding another 15 minutes. So you're getting now a half an hour extra of rest each week. Whatever you do to bring in a small incremental change, be sure to stick with it for a little while before you bring in another change. It's really important to make small incremental changes, not lots of things or big changes all at once. I mean, sometimes that'll happen, but it's it's not a good way to practice, um, especially if you're just starting out on the healing journey. 
you have to start small because you want it to last. And you want to practice whatever that change is. And I use the word practice because you literally need to do it on repeat. It's a new thing we're doing. So practice it for a while before you then bring in another new change. Because you want all of this to stick and last. And I'm guessing a lot of us can relate with that idea of a New Year's resolution or a list of New Year's resolutions and jumping into it super strong, but then petering off before even the end of January or at least by springtime. And that's not what we, we, that's not the goal of this. The goal of this is to actually incorporate changes and lifestyle patterns that last, that, that last forever or at least ebb and flow with the seasons of our life. I want to jump in with a quick example of what might happen though at certain times or the further along you get on the healing journey. There may be a very large change that you need to make all of a sudden. But, because I've experienced that, but what other components that are playing in is that it's been a gradual progression behind the scenes. Like you've actually been doing all these other deeper things. You've been working it out on a deeper level so that what seems to be this big change all of a sudden was actually gradually happening. You were preparing for it in ways you probably didn't even realize. And I say that because like even I didn't realize the way that I was preparing for certain things that all of a sudden just felt like now is the time. And yes, this is a very big pivot, but now is the time for this. And I can say three years later, like I'm still practicing whatever change it was that was a very abrupt pivot. But it was a slow progression underneath the surface. And so keep that, keep that in mind. Um, another very big key on the healing journey is practicing mindfulness and becoming more self-aware. So uh, what I think of when I say mindfulness is this idea that you know why you do what you do. You understand the deeper reasons and you're not just going through the motions. You are more connected with yourself and not just saying or doing things because it's the way you've always done it, but actually recognizing, oh, no, I want to do this. And here's the reason why I want to have this conversation with this individual because I do want to be closer to them. I'm not just having the conversation because I feel like it's the appropriate thing to do or I'm not, I'm having the conversation. Maybe you're just mindful. You just realize I'm having the conversation because I actually hope that they'll like me more. I hope that they'll understand me more. I mean, that might be your reason for doing it. That's okay. You're aware of it at least. It's really helpful to have that insight in knowing why we do what we do. 
I use an example often of a few years ago, recognizing that I would, in the middle of stressful moments with my kids, it was crazy in the house around me, I would go to grab something sweet as an act of comfort. I wanted to feel more relaxed, more comfortable, happier, and I felt like that sweet treat would do it for me. So once I realized that, I could decide to still have that sweet treat and I would be choosing it mindfully. Or I could say, would I rather just go outside and let the sunshine hit my face? Would I rather have a glass, like a glass of water or maybe some protein? Like, do I need to eat the sweet treat right now or can I substitute it for something else? And it's not to say that the sweet treat is never good, but I knew in those moments that it was a formed pattern. Because sometimes I don't even want a dessert. I just want a second helping of dinner. I actually don't crave the dessert, but I was very custom to after dinner, you have a dessert. You don't have a second plate of food. So I've had to connect with my body and become more mindful as to what's really going on for me. Am I just living out of what I was conditioned to live out of? Like I was conditioned to think you have dessert after dinner, not a second plate of food but I don't always want the sweet thing. On Mother's Day, we took my mom and some of our family to an ice cream shop. It was planned. And I knew even when we planned it, I don't think I want to get anything there. And I didn't. I had a couple bites of my husband's ice cream because I wanted to try it. But that was it. I just didn't want it then. It doesn't mean that I never want something sweet. Please don't take that away from this conversation because I like sweet things. But There are times where that is not what I or my body wants or needs. So just listening to those cues. And it's okay to even do things that you say, I really don't like the reason I'm doing this. It's actually better to do it mindful than to do it disconnected. I'm interrupting the episode for just a moment to share with you about a membership program that I've designed to benefit you at any time of day, any day of the week. You will have access to pre-recorded videos that will focus on all topics relating to the healing journey, and you'll be able to access them whenever you wish. In addition to that, you'll have access to me if you need a listening ear. You just need to process what's going on and just have someone listen, not necessarily to give you their feedback, just to hear you out. I will be available for you. And then perhaps there's times in the week where you're like, hey, I do need some feedback about what's going on. I'm not sure the best way to navigate this. Or I'm just wondering, is how I'm feeling about this valid? Is what I'm doing reasonable? You can also reach out to me. And we can dialogue about it. If you're interested in learning more, follow the link in the show notes and pick up a package that works well for you. Now, back to today's episode. All right, something else that's important on the healing journey is becoming self-reflective. And we just kind of talked about it with mindfulness, but just really like pausing, considering 
who we are, how we show up, why we do and say what we do and say, just reflecting, getting curious, curiosity, being curious, super important. Not thinking everything is this way or that way. Black and white thinking, this or that thinking is is a byproduct oftentimes of trauma. A lot of times it was what was modeled to us. Like this is right or wrong. I grew up hearing that all the time. I was a part of a faith community where that was very custom. Like it's right or wrong. A lot of times there's 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 more than that. <laughs> so get curious. And I have to pull myself back in. Oftentimes I might draw a conclusion about something or someone. And I have to like stop myself and say, Corrine, we don't have to figure this out. Like, let's just let it be unknown. It's okay. There's safety in figuring things out and we love to feel safe. It's an innate need within us. And again, it's not wrong to want to feel safe. That's perfectly fine. But we don't always have to understand everything or know what's happening. We can remind ourselves We're safe in this moment, even though we don't understand it all. Even though we don't know what's coming in the future, I am safe. I am safe. I am supported. Help is close by. That is what we needed to know as a little kid. And if we didn't hear it, man, we are going to crave that. We are going to have a strong need to do things in adulthood that allow us to feel this byproduct of safety. Connected with being curious is becoming playful and having fun. I was a parentified child. I lost a lot of my childhood years. In high school, I wanted to, like a part of me wanted to be on some of the sports teams, but I was very... Uh, I was I was doing a lot for my family at home. So I was working after school, making some money to help us get through private school. I was responsible for making dinners at my dad's house, or I took on that responsibility. A lot of this was me taking it on. But as a kid, a kid could take something on and the parental figure could say, no, you don't have to do that. I'll do that for you. So it goes both ways. I am responsible for my choices and my actions, but my parental figures are also responsible for not stepping in and helping me to understand like, this isn't what you're responsible for right now. But they were just doing the best they could at that time too. They were struggling to get by. And I recognize that as an adult. I'm not excusing them. I think it's important to recognize but not need to excuse the behavior of others. We can have an understanding of what's going on deeper for people that doesn't need to translate into us excusing their behavior. Fine line there. I'm sure it's, it's, it's complex because we care about people. 
We don't want to sound rude or disrespectful. So sometimes we just brush things under the rug or we make things look prettier than they really are. But anyways, learning to have fun and become playful again may be something you need to actually practice because like I, I stopped. The fun, the fun in my life stopped. Like I really, really, really shut down and become callous when my parents divorced and my life had already been already very responsible and, and parentified as a child before the divorce. Things only got worse after the divorce. And I used to look at the divorce as like that trauma point, but now I know I was actually experiencing trauma before then. It was complex PTSD. It was so interwoven in my childhood, I had no idea that it was there. Now, people would say I I grew up in a dysfunctional family, a dysfunctional home. I knew some of the components, but it was my normal. I actually remember, it was a marker moment. Some of my friends were graduating from college. And I was a couple years younger than they were, but I had already graduated from high school. So I would have been in college. It was college age. I was there for their graduation, observing their roommate's mother interacting with her daughter, the graduate, on the day of graduation. And I remembered having this moment of awakening where I was like, whoa, this mother is doing things for her adult daughter, just nurturing things kind things. I don't remember what it was. Maybe preparing some food for her, something nurturing and kind that an adult mother could easily do for their adult daughter and it would be healthy and fine. And I reflected like it was so strange to me to see this and think at the time, I don't have that. Like, what is that? I don't even know what that is. Now, my mom's done a lot of her own healing work over the years. She's very different than who she used to be, and I'm grateful for that. We have a much better relationship than we used to have. And yet, I still recognize the things that I never experienced because of the dynamic of the relationship I had with the mother I had. So I've had to learn how to be playful and have fun. But it's been easy the longer I've gone on the healing journey. And it's been almost two decades. So it's it does take a while. I don't say that to be a downer. I just mean, I just mean have expect have realistic expectations. Some people, I have a client who in the two years I worked with her, her life radically changed. It doesn't mean that it takes like two decades for every for everything to change. I'm just saying that's my story, that more and more keeps healing and changing the longer I go. There's more layers. I'm still on the healing journey. I'll always be on the healing journey. And that's fine. There's no shame in that. But becoming playful, having fun is easier. It's much more natural the further out I am on the healing journey. It's, it's such a byproduct of everything else. So is incorporating rest slowing down the pace of my life, getting more curious, being mindful, 
and learning how to become self-aware, all of these things have become easier, more natural as I've gone on the healing journey. So if you're considering my support or you're finding support elsewhere, keep these things in the back of your mind as focus points, as things to expect to be a part of your healing journey. And this is not an exhaustive list. This is a few things that quickly came to my mind when I considered what's important to healing, what is important to focus on, really no matter where you're at on the healing journey. So I hope it was helpful. Let me know. Let me know if these are things you're already experiencing or if you haven't started on the healing journey yet. What are you looking forward to out of this short list or something that I didn't even talk about that you know this is what I'm looking forward to in the future and share it with me. I would love to hear it. All right. Until next week, take care. We've come to the end. What did you think about what you heard? I hope that there's something you pull from today's episode and start implementing it into your life. Create the change that you want to see, the change that you hear about. You have the opportunity to transform your life, and I'm ready to link arms with you and to help and guide you to the life that you want to live. If you resonated with what you heard today and it touched you, would you share it with your friends? Would you also go ahead and rate my podcast and write a written review? It would mean so much to me. I hope that we'll connect, whether it's for a session or just to connect because I enjoy meeting new people. You can find me on Instagram, Kareen underscore Change Radically, or on Facebook, Change Radically. You can also always email me, Kareen at ChangeRadically.com. If you have thoughts, questions, or anything that you just want to talk about, send me an email. I hope that you have a wonderful week, but no matter what your week is like, in the moments that are quiet, maybe it's when you pillow your head at night, or when you're driving in the car or taking a walk, or maybe it's going to be in the midst of the chaos with your children or, or the craziness of work. I hope that you'll remember how significant you are, that there is meaning and value to your life, and that I, for one, am so glad that you're alive. Catch you again next week.